you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. It's the Around the NFL Friday Fun Show working title. Consider this the football equivalent of a wobbly spiral that takes you to Sunday kickoff. I'm Dan Hansis here with the heroes, Greg Rosenthal and Mark Sessler. Here's a new thing, guys. This is uh, special. I need new things in my life to make me feel alive. And then don't say wobbly. Like we're a Josh Allen heater down the sideline to Stefan Diggs ripping know? the hearts out of the defending chance. <laughs> I don't need new things. I just need more of Greg in my life. And so to add another show on Friday morning is exactly what my doctor ordered for me. And I do like Greg's, you know, tight white T-shirt. I'm thinking James Dean in his prime. Well, you were like, hey, just like no. wear, uh, wear what you're going to wear in, in real life. You know? <laughs> I love that voice. Uh, we are stri- streaming live every Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Happy hour, 6 p.m. over in England and surrounding territories. And, uh, you know, it's happy hour over there in the U.K., but you guys seem to drink all the time, all day, um, <laughs> from our personal experience in the U.K. But wherever you are, welcome. Excited to add this wrinkle to the ATN universe. Condolences, of course, to our UK listeners on the loss of Queen Elizabeth. Mark, no comments, please. I, you know, uh, I won't make a comment. I, I actually, uh, when I was a very young boy. Um, oh, here we go. The no, Surrey you, story. Because I think I some, something I said like months ago was taken a slightly out of context. But um, I participated in Jubilee Day and got a gigantic um very ornate mug with the queen's face on it filled with candy so from a very young age i i thought high thoughts of of her and what she was bringing to the table for me all right cool great good good uh, official comments and yes it's a live stream for the first time ever we're live streaming and we see it it's already the, it's going off on the side of the screen and justin graver the grave digger will be tracking uh the comments from people watching along this will also be a podcast late, later in the day so coming up on today's show we'll share our final thoughts ahead of week one 
done, of course, with the touch of mirth. We'll also check in on the latest injury news ahead of Sunday's action. And finally, we'll make a prediction on hero of the week. And uh, like I said, Gravedigger is going to monitor that stream, be involved with this show. It's a different vibe. That's what we're going for. And before we get into any of the other shenanigans, let's talk about the week one game that was already played Thursday night opener, defending champion Rams hosting the AFC powerhouse bills. It got weird. Bills hit their own 47. He's in the gun, gets a snap, pocket collapsing, gets out of pressure, runs to his right, throws it downfield, looking for Diggs. Diggs stops, and he makes the catch, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo, Stephon Diggs. John Murphy and Eric Wood with the call, WGR 550. Unbelievable. The Bills go to SoFi Stadium, and behind three Josh Allen touchdowns, blow out the defending champions, 31 to 10. Greggy, Mark, we were at this game and uh, the Bills just dominated and especially in the second half. And you tell me, Greg, is this the sign of how good the Bills are going to be or an early sign that the Rams are in for some type of post Super Super Bowl <laughs> letdown? I mean, yes, but I definitely, re- you know, leaning towards the, the first part of that equation. You, you can't remember the Packers losing, what, 31 to three in week one last I, I think the Rams will figure things out. They're good at football, but the Ram, the Bills don't need to figure anything out. They were like already where they were in the divisional round of last year against Kansas City. But the thing that struck me more, more than anything was Allen in this game, that if he plays like this, and you could really see it being there at the game, and if he makes decisions essentially before the snap is made like what are you gonna do because i got the binoculars on i'm trying to go real journo this whole time and i'm (laughs) watching the interior defensive line for both teams and one of them the bills just romped through the rams every single play and the other one the rams including aaron donald were often getting through very quickly but you know what it didn't matter because josh allen could see what the rams were trying to do and on those third and sevens third and eights there was an early third and ten plus to Diggs where he put it on the back hip He made his decision beforehand based on everything he saw pre-coverage. Those are not plays Josh Allen was making even at the beginning of last year, I think. He is taking like another step just in terms of the mental side of things. And if he combines the mental side, you saw the physical side. It's like, what's he going to do? He's telling Sessi, if you want to be a top 10 analyst, put me at number one in the QB index pretty soon. Watch out. I I don't think that's uh, an impossible ask on any level. I mean, he's just... uh, operating somewhere completely different than any type other quarterback we've really ever seen. I don't really have a comp for him. You could mix and match, match comps for him, but he's um, a, a completely unique individual to me. I do think that um, if you're Sean McVay, I mean, that we got another one of those kind of like, I'm humbled, I'm going to go back to the drawing board, and Sean McVay puts it all on Sean McVay. And I, I, he, this was a, another Sean versus Sean. We've seen this before with Sean Payton. But Sean McDermott, if you go back and track the time that these two coaches have faced each other. It's been twice with the Rams and Bills, but before that, three other times when McVay was with Washington as their OC and McDermott was with the Panthers. McDermott has sort of owned Sean McVay. He has coaxed in five of those meetings, 13 takeaways in those five contests. We saw it last night, and I just think that the, the, we came into this game thinking, can the Bills' young cornerbacks handle Matthew Stafford, Cooper Didn't Cup, matter. the whole rest of it? They, they were so well-coached. This whole thing was just a sort of a deep shell, mixing in cover two. You let Cooper Cup have his catches. But in general, you took away the big play. And we said it on Tuesday's show. 
You don't blitz Matthew Stafford. I, w- I want to get a, a I want to get a commenter involved here. Angriest sure. writes four out of the last six games the Bills haven't punted. Right, it's outrageous. And good job, thought, Angriest. You made history. First yeah, ever there you commenter go, Angriest. in the last. And stream. it's you know Greg, like Mark, and myself. We went to the game. We started in the press box, and because Mark and I are more like the working man, we're like the common type people. We say we need to get where the people are. So while Greg's got his binoculars out and he's in his stuffy press box with all the other guys, we go down there. We feel the energy. We're in the heat. We're in the humidity, and it was very hot and very uncomfortable in that building. And it was interesting to me the energy and flow of that game. How the Rams came out flat. The Bills came out hot with the first touchdown. They get ahead by double-digit points. And then because the Bills shoot themselves in the foot with three first-half turnovers, they let it get away. And you go, to, you go to halftime tied at 10, and you think to yourself, wow, this could be a huge missed opportunity for Buffalo because they had a chance to potentially run the Rams out of the building and be t- up 24-6 at the half, something like that. Instead, they let the Rams reset things. And usually when that happens, the home team, a really great team, a defending champion, then makes you eat it in the second half because they do get the game script back and they get to do what they want to do. But not this time. The Bills instead regrouped and it was the Bills coming out of halftime, whipping them 21 zip in the second half. So you never want to read too much into week one, especially the way. Mark uh, and Greg, the NFL is framed now where the preseason is a joke. None of these guys that are big time players really get to play real games until the game starts. So there's some kinks being worked out. But I thought it was crazy impressive how the Bills took control of the game, lost control, and then regained it. Well, think about this. I mean, if I told you before last night, the Bills are going to have five turnovers and someone's going to win the game 31 to 10. It's like you would not think it was the Bills. I mean, I would say again, like, why are you telling me this before the game in such a strange, stilted way? You never do that. You never do that. (laughs) I don't speak to you before games. Typically, Greg is annoying in this format. You're up there with your little canister of milk and your binoculars as well. Dan and I are out (laughs) roaming among the real human beings. So, but honestly, like they overcame multiple turnovers and it didn't even matter. It's like if they had had a cleaner performance, they could have put 50 points up on the Rams. They dominated them. They made so many mistakes in the first half. Weirdly, like it was bad luck to one of their one of their turnovers. The first interception. They had a defensive holding, which hurt them. They put their kickoff out of bounds. Set set up the Rams. It was, it was a whitewash. I mean, like you mentioned, normally in these situations, defending champ, good team at home, you know, are gonna step up like that. But it wasn't a home game, and I sort of overrated that. Like, oh yeah, the the defending champs also do well in kickoff, but it was at least a 50-50 Bills crowd. Nah, that's press box guy again. The real commoners in the mix. They had a real. It was a vocal Rams crowd. I mean, I would say I get if it. I had but to put like a half, number on it. If you looked at to the left, it was Bills. If you looked to the right, it was a lot of Rams. Okay. And I'm just but saying it was because the was Bills a were Rams so loud. Crowd that yeah. came there to party and celebrate, and you had Odell Beckham. You had Odell Beckham lifting the Lombardi trophy. I wonder if that's a sign of things to come. And I thought that that was a crowd. It was a good Rams crowd. Of course, it's there's a a Bill side of it. But I go on, finish your point, Greg. But I really did. It did take me back a little bit that that L.A. team and that L.A. crowds get a bad, bad, bad reputation. I think that building had a lot of excited, loud fans, and they just had nothing to cheer for after halftime. I get it, but it's still unique. A defending champ has never had at least 30,000 opposing fans that are extremely loud uh, in terms of the Bills fans. 
at their home game to start and that they're going on a silent count. It's a totally different vibe. And it wouldn't matter uh, if the teams were even. Maybe the Rams crowd shows up, but they weren't even. I mean, it looked like a week one game that you would expect between the Bills and the Texans. I mean, you mentioned the, the turnovers, Mark. At halftime, when it was 10-10, and, and when it got to later in the third quarter, at one point it was 330 yards to 130, and that was going into the fourth quarter. Josh Allen, at that point, before that Diggs touchdown, had not thrown a pass over 20 yards. So that speaks to my point that he was just doing it with dinks and dunks. He didn't. He had one ball hit the ground, I, I believe, other than the interceptions uh, for the entire game, or at least until late in the game. And it was just like a mauling. And that was the offensive line in, in the Bills. That's what those binoculars really Really showed me because even when Ed Oliver went out, who was killing them early, Tim Settle, Boogie Basham, Greg Rousseau. Yes, Von Miller had a monster game and that was like a big deal, but Jordan Phillips killed them. All of their defensive linemen were winning snap after snap. It was like the Eagles Super Bowl where they had eight or nine guys and every single one of them won every single snap and Stafford fritzed out because of it. And you could have played that game. If they're winning like that, you could have played it 10 times and the Bills win 10 times. And let me give a little love to Bills Mafia now because I don't want to make it sound like I'm too much in the other direction. I my goal was maybe to try to sneak out of there uh, and not get killed by traffic at the end of the game. But then when the Rams laid such an epic egg and then gave up that last digs touchdown, it was too late. So I'm, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to wait this thing out. And by the very end of the game in a game that was over with 12 minutes to go, all the Rams fans were history. And I thought it was notable that there were thousands of Bills fans that stayed to the very end. Maybe they had nowhere else to go, honestly, either. But Remember how that season ended for Buffalo. That was one of the more bitter playoff losses uh, in recent memory against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. So this was such a great way to kick off the next season. Sometimes when you go through a summer of hype, uh, you come out and you feel the pressure. This felt like a team that had unfinished business. So I had I had the Bills number one in the power rankings to start the season. The Arrow cannot be more up on them. They are mm. a badass squad. Well, that said, only all three of us picked the Rams to win this game. Only Colleen picked the Bills. So, well, that was this is disarming for our audio listeners. Um, you know, now we're at home on Fridays. We're getting the comments and everything, but I'm, I'm seeing how annoyed Mark is, like as I speak. So that's more disarming. Normally, I'm kind of staring nice. into Sometimes the. Sometimes it's in the corner of your eye. Now it's right. like facing. Forward. I don't even let the corner because I want to, you know, be focused and everything. But now I just see those eyes. Just when will this guy <laughs> shut the <laughs> f up? <laughs> That's not yes what I no. think about you. Um, by the way, Cooper Cup, even in a disastrous night overall for the Rams, goes 13 for 128 and a touchdown and 15 targets. And, you know, I'm watching, I'm keeping an eye on Allen Robinson, even in garbage time. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's on my fantasy team. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not what we talked about all summer. And we'll see. This is a bad night. He had one catch on two targets, including the last throw of the game. So he was completely invisible in the mix. Freelance we'll McCutcheon. Get get Sean McVay's little pet project, Tutu Atwell, out of there. Get Brandon Powell. I saw Cam Akers lining up at wide receiver on a crucial drive. It's like they need some juice out there. Well, Matthew free, Stafford free has one-itis. He's focused on one receiver. It's, it's on mm. Matthew Stafford to look around the field a little bit more. Uh, Boochaboo is wondering how, much, how many more minutes until Mark logs off. He does have the option. And you could always just say, oh, bad connection. Sorry, guys. I'll catch you next Friday. That's out there. 
Yeah, I, I'd like to bl- I'll just blame it on a technical glitch, and there's no way to prove it. <laughs> All right, there you go. Thursday night football. Let's see, who do the Rams have next week, by the way? Falcons. Because we remember we were sitting right uh, next yeah. to that Falcons scout in the press box. Mm-hmm. He was noticing mm-hmm. that Matt Gay was good from 65 with room to spare in the mm-hmm. in the precinct. See, these are the sort of nuggets you can get in the press box. Good nugget. I don't think you're supposed to share that, Greg. That's that's private Falcons well, I mean, it's public. He's out there kicking the ball in the right. middle of the field. I was sitting next to a scout as well yeah. initially, and I will not reveal who the team is well you're a professional that's, that's sort of just, what's happening here that's a journalism degree speaking it was right. the titans it's because the next opponent is always there in the press box greg we understand you can look at the schedule that's greg the bad boy of nfl media all right there you go that is thursday night football and again the rest of the recaps will follow on the flagship program on sunday night so make sure you come back uh and you know, check out all the content. And we really thank everybody that's live. We got a lot of people. Gravedigger, it seems like we got a very active right bar here on the live stream. Uh, so that's a good start to things. Where is Gravedigger? Let's take a question. Yeah. Whoa, excuse me. Yeah, we have a ton of commenters in here. Um, I can't believe how many people are watching the first live stream. I guess I should believe it, but. Uh, well, let me ask you a question, Gravedigger, because you just became unable to speak for a moment there. Are you a little dehydrated? Because <laughs> I know Jessica was out of town and then she came back last One night. One of the commenters know. is saying we want to see Jessica and we've heard that Jessica. she's watching the show in a room next door. So, <laughs> A different apartment, unfortunately. But um, here's, a, here's a question for you guys to totally dodge what Dan just asked me. <laughs> Grape digger. Oh, here's uh, Kings Lore Bill's defense to break any sack records this season. Yeah, we should throw out that Von Miller instantly made himself uh, valuable with a couple sacks in this game. And they just destroyed the Rams at the line of scrimmage. So it was a perfect game for Buffalo, really. I mean, take out the three turnovers. They just absolutely kicked the defending Super Bowl champions ass. Seven, seven sacks. Uh, And they are playing the Jets, Dolphins, and Patriots, who all have offensive line questions six times. So watch out. (laughs) Sounds great. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? 
Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, now with that business done, let's... Let's now, as we again, we're here. Greg says it's a tight spiral. I like that. Maybe it's like a Kurt Warner spiral to Sunday where it doesn't necessarily look beautiful, uh, but it gets right where it needs to go. We're going to take you to Sunday now with some kind of final thoughts about where we're at. And let me let me start here. And I want to say that uh, I can't help but scratch my head sometimes uh, because only my team, the Jets, can win the spring and forget about the fall and winter, lose the summer. And it's been a really bad summer now for the Jets and Mekhi Becton injury. You have, of course, the Zach Wilson injury. And now you have Dwayne Brown signed to replace Mekhi Becton. He has a shoulder issue. He's not going to play in week one. He might be heading to injured reserve. And I just want to say I wish I could get to a place. Hmm. I wish I could get to a place where things are more like innocent. Get to that place where I've always wanted to be. I don't even know if it is a real place. Maybe it's more of an idea. Camp Happiness. Take oh. me to Camp Happiness. I thought that's Mark's place. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I know that's the place for Mark. It was the place where he could, you know, take a bunch of pictures and look like he was uh, Brandon Walsh and Brenda Walsh from 90210. That was that's his version of Camp <laughs> Happiness. It's a 1992 flannel fest with poofy hair, a lot of whites by the water. For me, I think about when was I last happy as a Jets fan in a situation like this? And you know what? I think about uh, Joe Flacco playing on Sunday against the Ravens, a 35, 37-year-old former first-round pick. And then I think, where does Dan's camp happiness as a Jets fan? What do I <laughs> long for? 1998. I was 18. I didn't have a girlfriend, but I did have Vinny Testaverde, a 35-year-old former first-round pick who replaced Glenn Foley and became a star, one of the best Jets seasons ever by a quarterback. And during this time where the present feels too hard and it's better to have a couple of glasses of vino. You know what I'm saying, Mark? And just remember a different time in life. I wonder, wouldn't it be nice if I could return to Camp Happiness and Joe Flacco could be Vinny Testaverde in 2022? Here's that the be problem nice? that I see for you, Dan. This angst is generating incredible segments like this and incredible monologues and <laughs> soliloquies, which, which we enjoy. So if suddenly they became, mm. if they were thriving and you're just sort of sitting back in your chair, you know, slapping yourself on the back, we lose all that. So, well, give me the trauma. chance. Give me the, no. give me the chance no. to react no, that's I've had enough to success. I've had enough We've seen misery. a little bit when they've been good. Yeah, how could you want more of that on the show? Right. Enough. I, 
I'm I'm now a Jets fan. We we've done t- like we <laughs> no, talked about not. new experiences on this show. I need a new experience of Dan not being miserable. We haven't even gotten to week one. Things are so sideways. What is happening? This That's is usually the beautiful Dan part of the season <laughs> where I admire how just like fresh as a daisy he shows up to camp. He's just like the little camper, and you know, even though all the kids were mean to him a year ago, he's just like this will be the year I make a it's lot a of fresh friends. Ah, uh, but uh. <laughs> That's too much. I, I, I don't know about Testa Verde, but uh, how about give us a little uh, 2015 Ryan Fitzpatrick? Will you take, take that? that? Just be in the mix. And I, let, let's <laughs> say this because we talked about it on Thursday. Um, and then I want to throw it to you, Greg, for your big picture thought. But the fact that Robert Sala and Jets strangely gave a now four week timetable into the regular season. You don't think if Joe Flacco plays well in these first three weeks, he might not hold on to that job. That is just enough runway to establish success and keep Zach Wilson on the bench. So keep an eye on that. Now, the most important thing is Flacco has to play well, and now he he has a rookie right tackle, and poor George Fan has flopped back to left tackle. Uh, It's a mess. Good luck to you, Joe Flacco. It'll be a lot of fun. We're overdue for a return to camp happiness. Greg, you're up. Yeah, I mean, you're looking for a return to a happy place, and and I really am too. And I, I look toward the Pacific Northwest. And I think of the last few seasons of a once proud franchise, and I, I see a lot of storm clouds. I see a lot of tension. I see a lot of angst between the most powerful men in the organization who can't figure things out. Money, ego, dark clouds rolling in. And then in the distance, Uh-oh. I see clear skies. Uh-oh. I see a horizon of beating expectations, of a weight being lifted. And I see on Monday Night Football a cleansing. A rain is going to come down on Seattle, and it is going to be brought down by a man named Geno Smith who's going to bring that (laughs) six-and-a-half-point spread down like... I don't even know. Talk about a disrespectful situation, Mark. Six and a half points. If you want to sprinkle a little rain on them to win the game, look, I'm not going to stop you uh, to do that either. But six and a half in a game that Geno Smith and this defensive line's going to eat. They know where the bodies are buried in Russell Wilson's mind, Pete Carroll, and they're going to fight so it. They're going to dig it out. 15 minutes of talk on Geno yesterday wasn't enough. I don't even need to talk about Gino. You could talk about their defensive line, who to me has, has a little Bills quality. They're not nearly as good, but they're about six or seven deep against a bad offensive line. I think they've got some playmakers in the secondary. I think they slow them down. I hate this line because to me, every Seahawks game is going to be 18 to 17. I'm not sure who's going to win each week, but every single game this season, 18 to 17, six and J- a half points is a JD joke. Silva, J- J.D. Silva thinks that you have dipped into Mark's mushroom stash, Greg. <laughs> months ago <laughs> of course I mean uh, we've got Chris Pye 15-25 saying am I taking Geno Smith against the spread uh, I think he went 3-0 and against the spread guys last year including uh, one of the best <laughs> statistical games of the year uh, completion percentage over expected You've I am loving this mind. and I'm loving the Seahawks by the way are going to run like crazy Pete Carroll is going to be really liberated to do whatever the hell he wants. And it's against a bad run defense in Denver. It's going to be glorious. That's all. Greg is like that friend who's just gone through a terrible breakup. And for the next like 86 times you talk about him, it's all he'll discuss with you. And then you start to find ways to evade, to disappear. (laughs) 
to vanish, <laughs> to not be available, to not be around. It's like John Favreau in uh, Swingers. It's just like, dude, yes. <laughs> can we please? Mark, you're up, baby. All right. I um, titled this comment, this thought, uh, stuck in Arizona without a personal vehicle. Um, I, I just want to let you know it's a little biographical, <laughs> no. okay? Um, I've talked to you before. And Can this I just is, say this is, this is one of my favorite all-time Sessler like life moments when you got parked in a cul-de-sac of life. Just go ahead. This is yeah. Well, it's post camp yeah. happiness, which was not. That's not the right. name of that. Speaking camp, of hearing that. her friends repeating stories, okay, let's go. <laughs> All right, Greg, if you could be quiet for three minutes, I think it would be an incredible service to the show. Uh, I just want to let you know this was around March 2003. I was living in Boulder, Colorado, with um, a very different girl than that camp happiness girl. It was um, a little bit more of an edgier. She was a woman. It was an edgier individual. Uh, and we decided, I decided that I did not want to live in Colorado anymore. I wanted to move to Los Angeles and be in the movie industry because that's a, it's that simple to get into the movie industry. I can tell you that um, from experience. Nothing more is needed. So anyways, we sold um, in a totally foolhardy move, sold all of our possessions. Um, I turned my lease car in. She sold her car. We bought a VW camper van pop top, one of those like 60s deals where like you can sleep up top of it if you want to. Um, the vehicle was shaky, which we learned the minute we got on the road to drive from Colorado to Los Angeles. Uh, and it became shakier when it completely <laughs> broke down in Tucson, Arizona in the early spring. Um, and we needed to be parked out of a Sears uh, garage waiting for parts for this. I was going to say, was, I'm not speaking a negative of you. I'm pic picturing yeah. you. You know, under the hood, just trying to crank out. What's wrong with this carburetor? Let me let me no, let me get not, my elbows in on this. That was not my skill set. You can imagine. And uh, no, I was like in the top of the pop top, just reading novels. But anyways, um, it, in the middle of this, we finally got the car fixed, and we moved to Phoenix, where she had friends, some female friend who was like cohabitating with a guy. And um, she basically came to the conclusion about a fortnight later. She told me one night, "I'm a desert person. I just feel at home in the desert." I was like. What are we doing here? Like the whole the whole plan, we sold all our possessions. The whole plan was to get to Los Angeles. So because also <laughs> she was an expensive girlfriend and I was a dumb 20 something year old, I was about 10 grand in debt. So I basically just moved to my own apartment along the highway in Phoenix, um, had no personal vehicle, no car, very little This clothing. is about week one, right? Yes, it is about week okay. one. I'm going to get there real soon. But anyways, uh, I got a job at a Wells Fargo call center up the street where I could walk to every day and ground my way out of debt for the next seven or eight months, then got a rental car and just moved to L.A. because I wanted to change my life and get where I needed to go. And this makes me think in a weird way about what they have done to Kyler Murray this offseason. Now, I get it. He got paid. And so it's like everything's fine. But all they've done to Kyler Murray is say, you have a passion but you must fulfill our job's passion. You must do what we want, but you must shut down what it is you truly want to do. Justin, let's show what we'd like to show here if we can, Grave Digger. This is Justin, this is Kyler Murray in his actual true. What's happening here? This is FaZe Clan. This is an audio Eight. podcast too, Mark, if you want to. This uh, is okay, this is you're looking at an Kyler audio Murray. Podcast. Kyler Murray with a bunch of his gaming <laughs> bros. Uh, he joined up with this thing, FaZe Clan, and he's on Twitch. I now follow him on Twitch to see how often he logs on to game. And it's never anymore. He never does anymore because he's, his true passion has been taken away from him. So what I would mm. like to see, for a number of reasons, football reasons, number one, after all this drama, you're playing the Chiefs, get into a high-octane shootout with Patrick Mahomes. Unfurl six <laughs> touchdowns, take the Cardinals to 1-0, and, oh, and then at that point, you're in your good place, and then tell them, I'm going to take Monday 
to do what I want to do. I'm going to game and I'm going to do the stuff on the field because I'm allowed to be okay, an adult. You got I'm there. allowed to follow my passion and not be ordered around by anyone ever, ever mm. again. How I get the that? sense Mark looks at, at these times where he was like floating uh, very fondly. You know what I mean? You almost miss um, being lost in the wilderness. That was quite a journey to the football point. So you basically... Don't be mean to Kyle. I mean, they gave him like a $200 million contract. I get that. And so that that null, that that essentially nullifies the argument because mm. now that you're under... He, that's a good he, point you made, Mark. Yeah, that's a great point, Mark. <laughs> that's a good point, Mark. I'll take it. Well, you're a top 10 it. insider. All right. Well, yeah, Kyler, ball out. Criticism will mount. It will mount. And we're going to... Speaking of the Put Cardinals... Put on a show. Put on a show. This is the, as good as it gets. Let's hit a news flash uh, here. Kyler versus Mahomes. Let's hit a news flash here. And might as well... Start right there with the Cardinals. I talked about it on the show that I'm a little worried that Kyler has not been set up for success, especially with DeAndre Hopkins out. Rondell Moore, the idea was that he was going to be a uh, contributor in year two and a guy that could maybe light up the scoreboard for, for Kyler. He has a hamstring injury, and Greg, it might not be good. No, when you leave a practice and they say you're immediately going for an MRI and then you meet, you miss the following practice... Hamstrings are usually multiple weeks. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on IR. And this is after they spent the offseason. Uh, Allen Robinson, like, hyping up Rondale Moore as kind of the answer to their missing receiver room. They 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 got issues. I'm feeling good about my Chiefs lock, put it that way. Mm, what is the over-under on wins for the Cardinals in 2022? I think Rainmaker. it's high. I think it's like eight and a half or something like Bang that. Bang the under if you that. can. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson Ooh, yeah. turned down the Ravens' offers for a contract extension is now betting on himself. This season, we'll see how it goes. Mark, uh, Eric DaCosta released a statement. Despite best efforts on both sides, we're un- unable to do it. We're looking ahead to the season. It's all in front of Lamar. If he has a huge season, he becomes the highest paid player in NFL history. Yep. Maybe they can also just franchise tag him. I mean, I feel like if they really, really wanted him, uh, and I think they do to a certain extent. They would have gotten this done. I mean, he's, he's you know, representing himself, which I always find that to be a little bit weird. But I don't mind at this point um, shooting this one into the sun until next offseason. Uh, we don't need to deal with it right now. In other news, uh, Simsy Coif on the stream tells us that we started our live stream at the same time that King Charles has ascended to the throne in England. So I feel like that could hit and hurt our streaming numbers. Greg? It looks pretty pretty good in terms of the numbers in fairness we had you know carved out this time i i would think right i'm not saying they would be aware of that but we had set the time first that's all but maybe all they right. should that's have very been aware. fair and finally uh george kittle again banged up greg what are you hearing on this one well he's likely to miss this game i think they can survive without him this week i got my guy Ayuk. i know you draft didn't you draft him in fantasy i think he's gonna I did. go I did. crazy yeah but i already More started like out robinson Riddle. so great job george what mark more like George Brittle. Yeah, more like George <laughs> Little Hope of playing 17 games ever. Ah, it is sad that he never Yours was does better. play the whole thing. Yeah. All right, that's, that's, that's the news flash. All right, before Daniel we say Price, goodbye. Daniel uh, Price tells us uh, that we're cutting into their audience, but I, I don't think that's, I don't <laughs> that think that's true. Uh, I do appreciate the Serbian listener uh, from the banks of the Danube that said they're watching from there. So, and, and anyone can check us out on YouTube after the fact, too, or, of course, uh, in any audio podcast let's before we sign off and and throw you into sunday tight spiral hero of the week picks greg start us okay i'm gonna go with jamar chase i i look at 
the Steelers secondary. I look at the cornerbacks that almost no one has talked about this offseason, and I see a major problem, and I see a rookie who did things we haven't seen any rookie do, and I, I feel like maybe the Bengals losing will keep them hungry. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the uh, the small state championship trophy, Massachusetts State Champion, 1996, Minichog Regional High School. That you know, b- before we were able to overcome uh, the vaunted kids at Newton South. You know, we had to lose in a big spot the year before, but we came sure. back and we were better than ever the year before. That's going to be Jamar Chase and the Bengals this year. That's a sad a looking lesson. trophy for a champion. It is very small, yeah, but we got some. Uh, how about you, Mark? Your hero of the week prediction. Uh, so there is no George Kittle in San Francisco. I know they have tons of other weapons. Trey Lance is beginning his career uh, as a starter, as a full-fledged starter. How about the guy that he hooked up with over and over on the field in the preseason, Danny Gray, who is incredibly fast. They're playing a Bears defense that has been stripped of parts. They're rebuilding that team. The secondary is vulnerable. Maybe a couple big plays to get Trey Lance comfortable. I just like the idea of picking someone that probably won't be the hero of the week. Saucy fantasy pickup, though, like deep leagues. That's pretty good. Enjoyable um, player. And I will close it with my prediction. Greg, you said that you're like a Jets fan now earlier in the show. Are you rooting for the Jets? How about this? My hero of the week prediction, Bill Belichick. Just watch. Just watch that Patriots defense. I know they're missing parts now and they're vulnerable. But watch him shut down Tua and Tyreek Hill disappears. And the offense does enough. Mac Jones makes a late touchdown pass. And all of a sudden... The Patriots win 17-14, and everyone's talking about how Bill really threw Mike McDaniel, the young genius, off his game, and everyone will again be throwing roses at the feet of Bill Belichick when he shuts down the explosive, quote-unquote, Dolphins offense. One item, amid reports from beat writers covering the Patriots that they are ready to scrap their entire offensive reinvention and maybe just say, this isn't working. It's a great idea. And it's a great Our idea that we... are uh, are suggesting this whole pro Be- Patriots pro Belichick thing is just some BS jinx from Dan. I, I, I would, wouldn't say that. Well, but you that's guys what our know me. I would never do something that's like what that. The commenters are Thank you for everybody for the live stream. Thank you to everybody that's listening and following all the things we do. We appreciate you. We'll be back next Friday with another stream and podcast. Until then, enjoy all the damn football. It's happening. Enjoy the weekend. Go Falcons. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in Amazing. some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.